The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. The lower 80s. Michigan Radio is WUOM 91.7 in Ann Arbor and Detroit, WFUM 91.1 in Flint, WRSX 91.3 in Port Huron, WLNZ 89.7 in Lansing. If we could call to order the council meeting of uh, June 27th, and at this time, if the clerk could call the roll. Councilmember Brown. Here. Councilmember Daniels. Present. Councilmember Garza. Here. Councilmember Hussein. Councilmember Hussein is absent. Councilmember Jackson. Councilmember Jackson is absent. Councilmember Spadafor. Present. Councilmember Spitzley. Here. Councilmember Wood. Here. There are eight members. Uh, are, there are six members present. A quorum. Councilmembers Hussein and Jackson are absent, and uh, we do not. Uh, we are to uh, meditation and pledge of allegiance. Is there anyone that council would like to remember at this time? Seeing none, if we could rise for a moment of meditation, please. have proceedings so we are to the consideration of late items council member spadafore madam president i move the suspension of council rule nine to allow for the consideration of late items two late items this evening will be the introduction of an ordinance uh amend a change to an uh one that's in the packet and then a late item for referral all right with that um are there any questions Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. And we are to comments by council members and the city clerk. Council member comments. Do we have any council members that have comments this evening? Seeing none, then we will turn it over to the clerk. Um, thank you, uh, Madam Vice President. Um, a couple of things. Uh, we have just sent out uh, voter information cards to all registered voters in the city of Lansing. Um, so you should uh, hopefully by now have received that uh, in the mail. Uh, many of you will have also been accompanied by an absentee ballot application. Um, and uh, if you wish to vote by absentee ballot, then you can return that uh, signed. If not, then you can recycle that portion and simply keep the voter information card. Either way, um, I do recommend that you keep the voter information card. It has important information about your uh, voting districts, uh, what congressional, uh, state senate, state house, county commissioner, and uh, ward of the city that you live in, as well as uh, your polling location for any time that you want to vote in person. Uh, so please, uh, I recommend keeping that uh, voter information card. Um, and also, uh, Madam uh, Vice President, I couldn't think of the name quickly enough, um, but I did see an obituary for John Mertz, who was the yeah. longtime um, chair of the Board of Ethics during yes. some very trying times in the past of the city of Lansing. So I think we should um, uh, keep him and our, his family in our thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I also miss that. I thank you for that. And with that, we are to community event announcements. Are there any community event announcements? This is time to come forward. Loretta? Have we got a deal for you? We've got a two for one or one and done. We have a double event coming up on Saturday, July 23rd in Mount Hope Cemetery. The first part is a picnic open to the public and free from 11 to 12 in the Fratcher Memorial Garden. And the second part is a workshop on how to properly clean tombstones and what to do, what not to do, when to do it, when not to do it, and what you're legally allowed to do and not allowed to do. 
So if you have any interest at all in those issues, the workshop is $15 if it's paid for and registered in advance, or $20 the day of the event by check or cash only on the day of the event. And you can register online on our Facebook, there is a link, or you can go to our website at folhc at wildapricot.com and register there for the workshop. So workshop from 12 to 3, picnic free from 11 to 12, Saturday, July 23rd. Thank you. Thank you. Any other community events? Okay, seeing none, then we are to uh, speaker registration for public comment on legislative matters, and legislative matters does include items um, 2 through 25 on the printed council agenda. That's items 2 through 25. And you need to sign up in the next uh, minute or so with Suella in the back in the white uh, vest. And uh, while folks are finishing that up, we are to uh, the mayor's comments. Mayor Shore. Thank you, Madam Vice President. Um, I have a few things. First, I also missed, uh, apparently, Brandon Nevin of the Artist's Umbrella passed away over the weekend unexpectedly, so I'm sure our condolences go with him and his family and many in our community. We just saw him last week at the Allen Place, so that's very sad. Um, I do want to congratulate our, our uh, nine Lansing Fire Department cadets that graduated from the academy. Uh, these cadets from Lansing schools did a fantastic job and graduated, so thanks to them. And thanks to our fire department um, uh, folks for doing the training. Uh, it was another incredible um, uh, use of our uh, fire skills. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, we had many, many great Juneteenth events. Uh, got to be part of the softball game and throw the first pitch poorly. Um, it was great to be part of the, the parade. Uh, it was a great Freedom Festival celebration at St. Joe Park, um, and there was an incredible Rio Town celebration, so thank you to all who did all the Juneteenth work this year. Um, I want to congratulate Empower for their expansion and their opening, um, owned by some dude, but uh, no, it, was, uh, it was great to do the ribbon cutting, and congratulations to owner and now Councilman Brian Daniels because um, the facility looked great. Um, we had, for anyone who was able to make it, uh, an incredible um, African-American mobile museum event in Lansing in the city council. Um, if you weren't able to get there, we'll try and find another time. I know I saw a few of you there. It was very, very powerful. Um, I want to congratulate Cooley for their 50th anniversary celebration. I want to congratulate MSU-FCU for the Juntos Avanzamos proclamation that they received, making sure I said that correctly. Jane's giving me the nod. Um, I want to congratulate LPD and all of our police officers who received awards at their awards ceremony. Incredible list of wonderful deeds by our police department. Uh, congratulations to Allen Place. They just opened up, so they've got a variety of, of uh, health options and living, mixed income living uh, on Kalamazoo over by Allen, so it's going to be incredible for the east side. Uh, we had a wonderful pride celebration at the Capitol over the weekend. Uh, incredible number of folks there. Congratulations for everyone there. And then coming up, we have uh, uh, the Hunter Park concert in the park this week. Uh, I'll remind everyone about the July 4th parade on Monday and the concert in the park and fireworks Monday night. And there's also a lug nuts game. And then we have Scrap Fest coming up uh, in a week and a half, um, July 8th and 9th. Thank you, Madam Vice President. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay, we are to public comment on legislative matters, and as I indicated, that includes items on the agenda 2 through 25. Item number 2 I will call out is, is it is a public hearing in consideration of an ordinance to amend Chapter 1060, licensing of waste haulers. Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, Madam President. Um, do I have to move? I'm sorry. I'm a little. Do I have to move it? Move the substitution? Yeah, we're going to be doing the public hearing okay. because it right. was posted. All right. But we will be scheduling it. Right. Okay. One. I just wanted to make sure I procedurally. Yeah. No. So, what we have before us today and what we will have before us, um, we will be introducing another ordinance for um, a. Um, to amend the Lansing Codified Ordinance to add city waste hauler license application requirements. Um, one of the things that um, the administration wanted to was to um, have waste haulers um, give a more accurate description 
of the type of waste um, and um, talk about um, their, their routes and, and other things. And, and part of it is to um, try to help with, um, you know, greening uh, and, and recycling and lowering carbon footprint. And so um, that's the, the basis for the public hearing today. Um, we will also be having and passing another um, ordinance later on that will set a second public hearing for Monday, July 11th. And that was just because of some scheduling and um, posting issues. So with that, I'll move forward. Thank you, Councilmember Spitzley. Okay, our first speaker is Keith uh, Krutzer, followed by Euphoria Zachs Carney. And you have three minutes to address the city council. Just come to that podium uh, lectern right there. Right there is fine. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Um, I'm here in regards to the claim deposition for the address of 1241 South Home Street. Um, as you see, I'm not here to appeal the entire cost nor the fact that the property was not up to code. I'm simply uh, asking for a little relief on the total cost of it. Um, excuse me, I'm super nervous. You're doing fine. <laughs> um, a little backstory of how the pro property came to be in that position is I was in the pro I was in the hospital in November, and then in December I was trying to move out of there. I did so. I had a friend who wanted to do a land contract with the property. And in the rush of trying to get her from where she was, I told her to just put stuff on the back porch. Um, so that turned out way worse than I had planned. Um, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do, there's no, I'm not disputing that the property was not up to code or that I'm responsible for it. I was just looking for some re relief on the cost of it. That's all. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next speaker is uh, Eugenia Zachs Carney, followed by Jerome Hagendom. <coughs> she left. Uh, she left? Oh, okay. Uh, Jer Jerome Hagendom. We'll put her after them. Go ahead, Jerome. Good evening. Uh, first, I'd like to, you know, my name is Jerome Hagedorn. I'm with Neogen. I'm here in support of uh, agenda item number 20, which is the Brownfield uh, resolution. Just like to say thanks to the council, you know, for considering the approval of our Brownfield application. Uh, I wanted to um, acknowledge uh, Councilman Garza and the other members of the Planning and Development Committee uh, who did their review and then moved our application forward. A little background on Neogen. Uh, Neogen was established in Lansing through a, a joint development uh, with Michigan State University. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year, so we're excited in conjunction with that 40th year anniversary to be putting forward this uh, Brownfield proposal, which really uh, brings us to our expansion project, which I'll elaborate on a little bit more. So background on Neogen, uh, we do employ 665 people uh, currently uh, in the Lansing area. We have nine primary sites, properties uh, throughout uh, Lansing, predominantly in the downtown area, focused around the Oak Park, just up off of Shiawassee Street. Uh, globally, we employ 2,000 uh, employees. Uh, Neogen in the city, you know, has a partnership on many brownfield initiatives uh, to revitalize uh, locations to the benefit of both Neogen and the city. Uh, we look forward to the continuation of this partnership uh, as we move forward with this endeavor. Uh, particularly, Neogen is proposing a new 175,000 square foot uh, building on our property. Uh, adjacent to our primary manufacturing, uh, which is along Shiawassee Street. Uh, we purchased this parcel uh, from Sparrow Hospital uh, with some involvement of the city and many other organizations that helped uh, kind of broker this deal with, with Sparrow. So we want to acknowledge Sparrow 
and their willingness to help us grow. We were kind of landlocked in the area that we were at. So that was a great uh, collaboration with uh, two major uh, companies in the Lansing area. Uh, in addition to some of the tax uh, benefits from uh, us establishing this new facility, uh, we also propose that we will be hiring 60 to 100 new employees. Um, those individuals will be coming part of a um, integration that we just announced in December uh, with another rather large company. Uh, and we'll be locating some of those jobs from other states, South Dakota, Missouri, and then some coming as far as, as Poland. That'll be, we'll be bringing those jobs here uh, into Lansing. You know, Neogen designs and manufactures and distributes food, uh, food safety and animal safety uh, products. You know, we, we look forward to the continuation. Uh, this project will help us to continue to grow and service uh, our customers. And uh, I look forward to providing more information and answering any questions, you know, during the public hearing. But I just wanted to acknowledge uh, the resolution and say thank you for accepting it. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. And actually, the other two people that are signed up, I think, are for items that are not on for action tonight. Um, the 1610 South Cedar address, so I could call on you at the second public comment period, um, which is later in the evening. And then um, Loretta Stanaway, I think the item you put down is was maybe item number 12 on last. I don't know if you have anything on this council agenda that you were looking to address. Was this the Fellows thing on? That was already passed. That was adopted. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, then we are to the referral of the public hearing. We have um, item number two, the waste haulers. That will go back to um, city operations. Okay. And we are to ordinances for adoption. We have an ordinance of the city of Lansing, Michigan, readopting the codified ordinances of the city of Lansing. It is read a second time by its title. Was the, order, the ordinance was reported from the committee of the whole and is on the order of immediate passage. Councilmember Spadafore. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, the resolution, the ordinance before us does, as the clerk said, readopts the codified ordinances of the city of Lansing. Um, this is done re annually now uh, to ensure that we do not see a lapse in the expiration date of our ordinances. This will extend all of them to December 31, 2031. I would move the ordinance. We have a motion on the um, ordinance. This is a roll call. On adoption of the ordinance, Councilmember Brown. Councilmember Daniels. I'm sorry, did I, I didn't hear you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Councilmember Daniels. Yes. Councilmember Garza. Yes. Councilmember Spadafore. Yes. Councilmember Spisley. Yes. Councilmember Wood. Yes. Uh, six yeas, zero nays, the ordinance is adopted. Councilmember Spadafore. Ma uh, Madam Chair, I'd ask for immediate effect. We have a motion for immediate effect. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. Thank you. Okay, and now we are to the consent agenda. Councilmember Spadafore. Thank you, Madam Chair. I move the consent agenda as amended, noting that items five that item five will not be considered this evening, and item eleven will be pulled for consideration by the council separately. That would mean that item four, appointment for Robert Emerson to the Income Tax Board of Review. Item six, appointment of Chris Klein to the the Local Development Finance Authority Board. Item seven, uh, appointing Emily Jefferson to the Board of Zoning Appeals. Item eight, setting a public hearing for a special assessment for snow and uh, ice removal for winter of 2022. Liquor license for Pablo's Panderia. Number 10, redevelopment area liquor license for the Old Bag of Nails Pub in Lansing. Item 12, the amended and restated agreement regarding the operation of the Local Development Finance Authority. Finally, item 13, the grant application for the Ingham County City of Lansing Community Corrections Program subcontracts for FRIs 22-23. All right, we have a motion before us. I saw Councilmember Spitzley's. Okay, you're fine. All right. Um, with that, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. I believe we have um, uh, Chris Klein that's in the um, audience, and so he can come forward to be sworn in.
I do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Michigan, and that I will faithfully discharge the duties as a member of the Local Development Finance Authority, according to the best of my ability. Okay, Mr. Clerk. Okay, we are back to the item number 11 that was uh, removed from the consent agenda. Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, um, Madam Vice President. What we have before us is a claim appeal um, uh, for Keith Krutzer um, in the amount of $8,000. Um, Mr. Krutzer was here for public comment. Um, he was. Um, I'm going to get my dates. I apologize for. So on 12 14 2021, um, he was cited uh, for the um, accumulation of trash um, in, in his yard um, and given a 12 21 2021 due date. On January 4th, 2022, it was rechecked by code compliance. Um, and um, it was also rechecked on 1-20-2022, and they determined that the violations were still there. Um, <clears throat> it was a significant amount of waste, um, resulting in um, uh, several hours um, in, in 80 yards of, of, of trash removed. Um, I would note that um, Mr. Krutzer did call code compliance on February 28th, 2022, asking for a breakdown of the fees as it related to his case and was told to file a FOIA complaint to get that in information, which I find um, a little disturbing that he's trying to get information on an issue that involves him and he's told to file a Freedom of Information Act. Um, with that, um, I will um, move the resolution and then I will make a comment um, during the comment time. And just to clarify, the, uh, the, the resolution is to deny. To deny the claim for $8,000 of a $9,488 bill in trash fees for 1241 South Home Street. I will move the resolution and then I'll make comment during All the right, comment time. We uh, have a motion to move the resolution. Are there any comments? Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, um, Madam President. I will be moving to grant this appeal. Um, it is my understanding that at the time of this um, incident, the uh, hauler who removed the trash was unlicensed um, and was voluntarily unlicensed and knew he was unlicensed. And, you know, I, I, I fundamentally have a problem with the folks that we are contracting with knowingly breaking the law and then we turn around and pay them money. I understand that Mr. Kruser, and he admits that he accumulated this trash, but I cannot be a part of two of, of him, of the hauler violating our city ordinance and then turning around and paying him $8,000. So I will be um, voting yes to approve his appeal. Okay, thank you. Are there any other comments? Again, a vote in the a vote in the affirmative is to deny the claim. A vote in the negative is to grant the claim. So, with that, yes. If I misheard, I believe you made a motion to approve the claim. I did. I moved to approve the claim, but I will be voting against it. I, I mean, it's no, procedure. I move to deny the claim. The resolution right. says to deny the claim, and thank you for the correction. The resolution says to deny the claim, okay. um, and so then I move the resolution as we're supposed to. I voted against it in committee, um, 
And so I will be voting against it here, but I am moving the resolution as the chair of the committee. All right. All those in favor of um, denying the claim say aye. All those opposed to denying the claim say aye. 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 The claim um, has been uh, granted. Uh, with that, we move to the next item. We are to item 14, the public hearing for the noise special permit. Uh, Council Member Spitzley. Thank you, um, Madam Vice President. What we have before us is um, a, a resolution to set a public hearing in consideration of a, um, I'm sorry, am I doing the, in consideration of a noise permit um, for C&D Hughes, Inc. to allow um, reconstruction on Pennsylvania Avenue on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m until November 30th, 2022, in the area of Pennsylvania Avenue, right of way between Mount Hope Avenue and Healthcare Court. With that, I will move the resolution. And the public hearing is? For oh, I'm sorry, I apologize, it's July 11th. All right, we have a motion to set a public hearing for July 11th. Um, are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Item 15, uh, make safer demolish for uh, Viking Road. Council Member Daniels. Thank you, Madam Vice President. So uh, this is for a or orders to make safer demolish the property at 3337 Viking Road. Uh, the building value is $87,018. The estimated repairs is $127,960. Uh, the house uh, received letters on 5-10-2019 and 10-6-2020. Uh, and with that, I would move the resolution. We have a motion on this resolution. The um, owner did come um, before the Public Safety uh, Committee is um, going to be working on it, but we told him that we were moving forward with the Make Safe or Demolish. If he meets the threshold of over 50%, before the 60 days are uh, completed, then uh, this will go off um, the make safe or demolish. So with that, um, all those in favor of the make safe or demolish say aye. 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 Pose. Passes unanimously. Item 16, the show cause for 1224 Dakin. Aye. Yeah, um, show, setting a show cause hearing and consideration uh, for orders to make safe or demolish uh, to the owners of 1224 Dakin Street. Uh, the house is worth uh, 54000 The estimated repairs is 63974 The house uh, received letters uh, five on 520-2020. Um, and with that, I would, oh, oh, and this would be setting a, a pu public hearing for July 11th. Is that correct? Yep, for July 11th. All right, we have a motion before us to set a public hearing. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. And item 17, setting a show cause for uh, Hughes Road. Next setting, number 17, setting a show cause for uh, 5017 Hughes Road. Um, house, uh, the land value is 14565 uh, and the estimated repairs is 74991 The uh, they received a letter on 4-11-2016, um, and with that, I would move the resolution uh, setting a show cause hearing for July 11th. I have a motion before us. Are there any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Pose. Passes unanimously. Thank you. Item 18, uh, setting a show cause for Pleasant Grove. All right, number um, setting a show cause hearing in consideration of, uh, of orders to make safer demolish for the owners of 5019 Pleasant Grove Road. Uh, building value is 58,335. Estimated repairs is 79,170, and they received their violation letter on 2-15-2019. And with that, I would move the resolution setting a show cause hearing for July 11th. We have a motion before us. Are there any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passed unanimously. Councilmember Daniels. Last one. Um, 
Uh, setting a show cause hearing is consideration of orders to make safe for demolish for the uh, 3025 Maloney Street. Uh, building value is 75508. Estimated repairs is 89,900. They received their housing code letter on 7-15-2021. And with that, I'd move the resolution setting a show cause hearing for July 11th. We have a motion before us. Are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. Thank you. Okay, item 20, setting a hearing for Brownfield Plan number 81. Councilmember Garza. Thank you. Setting a public hearing in consideration of Brownfield Plan 81 Neogen expansion at 720 East Shiawassee Street. So this is a, you know, uh, we had a, a member speak on this earlier today, but this is a $71.5 million project. Uh, the entire two and a half acre property will be redeveloped to include the construction of a new three-story manufacturing and research building com compromising of 100 176,000 square feet, including a 23,000 square foot high bay production space on the eligible property. Uh, Neogen is in the process of consolidating and expanding its manufacturing operations, research and development operations, and its headquarters. So Neogen estimates 60 to 100 new full-time jobs, um, equivalent jobs as part of its cur current uh, expansion plan at 13 to $25 an hour for those jobs. Uh, and with that, I would move the resolution. All right, we have a motion to set a public hearing, and I believe that's for the 11th? July 11th. All right. With that, are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, we are to item 21, LDFA uh, amendment for the Lansing Regional Smart Zone. All right, thank you. So this is local development finance authority tax increment financing and de development plan amendment for the Lansing Regional Smart Zone. So, so this would amend the TIF plan and extend it for an additional five years within the University Health Park. And 90% of that tax capture will stay in, in, in Lansing. And with that, I would move the, the resolution. All right, we have a resolution in front of us. Are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. And we have item 2020, 20, I'm, I'm sorry, item 22, uh, the budget amendment, and this is a six vote item. Council Member Spadafore. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, the item before us is a budget amendment that deals with uh, fiscal year 2022 mid-year budget amendment was presented to the council a few months ago and uh, just came out of the Committee on Ways and Means after working through um, some changes that included a few allocations that the council allocated separately, including the premium pay, which came out of the ARPA funds, and then other um, different allocations of resources to different spots. Um, let me make sure to hit the high points. I know the clerk's particularly looking for the election equipment uh, supplementals in there, uh, as well as scanning of city records, some general fund transfers um, in and out of the, uh, con the fund balance, and then some ARPA allocation for uh, revenue losses from the first tranche. So I would move the, um, it also, I will point out, includes an additional $550,000 in revenue from marijuana revenue that the city is receiving. Uh, over and above what was projected and keeps the city's target general fund between our 12 and 15 percent policy. Uh, so I would move the budget amendment. If the uh, budget amendment before us, are there any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. Okay, item uh, 23, uh, the community development Block Grant Plan uh, Amendment. Councilmember Spadafore. Madam Chair, what we have uh, is a resolution that would um, provide a contract bonus uh, that was a grant from the state of uh, Michigan's Department of Corrections to the Office of Offender. I'm sorry for the Offender Success Program. Um, due that, to that's the next one, sir. 
CDBG. CBG. CDBG. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. That's okay. This is the CDBG amended uh, resolution for the budget. Um, there were various uh, numbers that went up or down by not a significant amount, but enough that needed to be changed in the resolution. We heard this in Ways and Means this, this afternoon. Um, it is part of our annual um, amendment of this budget as, it, as we get more details from the state and federal governments. The biggest changes were in our housing and ESG programs, and I do have anyone, someone here from the administration, if there are, there we go, if there are questions that need to be answered more specifically, but in general, just some changes to the numbers as we got more details from the, the state and federal government. So I move the resolution. Okay, we have a motion before us, and again, this um, is something that we do every year after we get, we have a tentative number that we um, approve during the budget process, and then we get a final number, and this is the final dollars um, and the allocation for it. So um, are there any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Now we can do the offender's success contract. Thank you, Madam President. Um, we have a resolution that would accept and appropriate a uh, about roughly $22,000 in uh, bonus money from the Michigan Department of Corrections for the Offender Success Program. We do currently contract with Peckham to do that, and because of their stellar work on this, we're able to um, outperform our um, success rates of the previous years. So this is the first time we are actually eligible for a bonus, receiving about $22,000, and the office has opted to uh, send that money back to the contract provider that is working on this program for us. They have contributed about $92,000 in in-kind uh, supports for the city offender success program. So we'll be, um, if accepting this and appropriating this, sending those dollars back to compensate them for that in-kind contribution of over $92,000. Um, so I would move the, um, the resolution. We have uh, the resolution before us. Are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. And item 25 is the year-end budget uh, amendment, and this also is a six-vote item. Councilmember Spadafore. So we do have a resolution here that is closing out the 2021-2022 budget to allocate the vacancy factor. Um, and I have now said more than I understand about the vacancy factor um, <laughs> after five years of doing this. But the vacancy factor is a number that we use to budget for the potential of vacancies in our budget and offset the what is appropriate and what is not. And this uh, resolution would appropriate the vacancy factor. Um, I believe the amount is $1.4 million. Or no, it's more than that. It's $1.4 Yeah, $1.4 million. Yeah. So I move the resolution. So we have a motion before us. Are there any other questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. And with that, we are to ordinances for introduction and setting of hearings. Uh, Councilmember Spinsley introduced an ordinance of the City of Lansing, Michigan to amend the Lansing Codified Ordinances by amending Chapter 1060, Section 1060.09 to add city waste hauler license application requirements, including description of materials and weight volume estimates of materials collect collected and curbside collection schedule. The ordinance is read a first time by its title and referred to the Committee on City Operations. Councilmember Spitzley. Introducing an ordinance um, and, and establishing a public hearing. Again, as we spoke earlier, um, there was a, an error in posting, and so the ordinance, we have to schedule um, a public hearing for July 11th, 2022, to um, review the ordinance to add City Holler Waste License application requirements including description of materials, weight, volume, estimates of materials collected, and curbside collection schedule. Basically what the clerk said. With that, I'll move the resolution to establish the public hearing for July 11th, 2020. All right. We have a motion. All those in favor of setting the public hearing say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Thank you. Okay. We are to speaker registration for public comment on uh, city government related matters that's the yellow sheet in the back um, 
So we'll give you about another minute to get that filled out with Suella before we close the sign up. And uh, the woman that, uh, Eugenia, I will go ahead and just count this blue form as a yellow one. So, uh, so you have another minute to sign up. Madam Vice that, President. We are to uh, reports of city officers, boards, and commissions. Councilmember Spadafore. Madam Chair, I move that all items be considered as being in red and full and the proper referrals be made by you. We have a motion before us. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Okay, we have from the city clerk, minutes of boards and commissions. Placed on file. Uh, from the mayor, uh, appointment of John Lenhard to the park board. Isn't that Joan? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, John Lenhard. That's okay. Uh, city operations. Uh, we have uh, various reappointments to city boards. Committee of a whole. A ballot proposal for public safety uh, building and equipment bond. Uh, committee of a whole. Uh, we have two items regarding Z1 of 2022, rezoning of 109 East Randolph. Uh, development and planning and setting the public hearing development and planning. And we also have two items uh, regarding SLU 1 of 2022, which is also 109 East Randolph Street. Uh, development and planning. Uh, and item 34, uh, fender success contract bonus that was actually already taken up. Ways and means and placed on file. Item 35, grant acceptance for the ARP Community Challenge Grant. Uh, ways and means. Item 36, uh, the budget year-end amendment that was already adopted. Committee of a whole and placed on file. And uh, communications and petitions. Uh, item 37, request for approval for the Tri-County Office on Aging Multi-Year Plan. Ways and means. And the late item, a letter from the U.S. Housing and Urban Development. Uh, committee of a whole. And we are to motion of excused absence. Uh, council Member Spadafore. I move that the council excuse absent members to include Brian, Council Member Jackson, Council Member Hussein. I have a motion before us. Are there any questions? <coughs> Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Okay, we are to remarks by Council Members. Council Member comments. Do you have any Council Member comments? Seeing none. Um, remarks by the Mayor. Mayor Shore, no comments. Okay. Okay, we are back once again to public comment. Uh, is Eugenia Zacks Carney here, and then Loretta Stanaway. Eugenia is not here. Okay, Loretta Stanaway, and then Daniel Arnold. Well, um, I have something of a long memory, and I remember back in 1998, the voters were asked to pass a millage that would provide for three new fire stations and renovations and repairs and uprights or repairs or whatever to all the existing stations. And I think it was a 10-year millage, if memory serves me correctly. We got two stations, and we didn't get any repairs to the other existing stations, which is why they're so bad now because we were Shanghai that time. Um, so a $175 million bond proposal over 30 years strikes me as being too much for too long and too open-ended. We have no information at this point in time that I'm aware of that says where the building would be, uh, what it would house, where people would park, what it would cost in a more concrete number and it doesn't in my opinion take into account how many of our citizens are already strapped beyond their ability to pay their bills we're looking at pandemic inflation we're looking at the fact that the majority of our property owners versus our renters are 50 years and older, most of them older than 50, and many of them are on limited incomes, social security, whatever. Um, they're already struggling to pay their consumers in increase, their Verizon increase, their property values are raising in these inflationary times, so their property taxes are already going up beyond what they're able to pay most likely. 
And then we're asking them to say for 30 more years, put another 200, 300, $400 per taxpayer on your tax bill each year. I don't think it's feasible. I support the, the idea in general of separating out the courts and the police station and the jail and doing something with those facilities. I think we have gone down that road long enough. We know something has to happen there. Um, I think if we're going to look solidly at that, we need to have a specific location in mind. I like the idea of the soft Washington office complex, the SWAC, the old armory. It's a large footprint. It has lots of parking. It's more centrally located than just about any other location in the city. It's already basically a hardened facility because of its uh, prior use as a secure facility for the military. It has a lot of pros. Yes, there are cons, uh, but I don't think they're un insurmountable uh, dif difficulties. So too much, too long, too open-ended. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, this, this is, is not the time for I appreciate your enthusiasm, but, but we need to be need to make sure that we're we have the right decorum so thank you thank you next is daniel arnold followed by cynthia ward hey everybody uh first off i want to just say you know i'm really thankful for all the contributions of loretta stanaway to this city uh i don't know if you're aware of it but she does she types up scanner reports and lets everybody know you know what's going on with uh, uh the city and that's just really i can any time of day or night i go on facebook and look up loretta stanaway and and i get and i see all the efforts and how she's been speaking here so so often and that's just a great blessing so I'll open my statement. Uh, hello, City of Lansing. This is Daniel Arnold, Facebook guy, Smiley. By the grace of God, I appear here with you tonight in good health. I would not live anywhere else. As I've stated before, I'm thoroughly provided for by Jesus, well above what I deserve, by the mercy of the U.S. government, the state of Michigan, the people of Lansing. We do not agree on everything, yet you take care of me with love demonstrated daily. I'm on disability income, receive a housing voucher, shelter, food, college scholarship. I wake up every day in my spacious apartment, not doing typical labor. I'm lavish like royalty. I've made my bed in heaven. The floodgates do open in this lifetime. What more can I say than thank you? And I look out for you, dear capital city, Lansing. Every day of the week, I approach the Michigan State Capitol. Every weekday, I come to eight government properties to encourage security, police, local, state, federal. I'm in my homeland. I love walking through Reuter Park. I enjoy every park, discovering the glistening water of Sharp Park yesterday. The river trail is my lair in many, many rallies. We are all different, and yet we coexist. The birds sing, the sun shines. Unfortunately, a scooter rider was killed on Larch Street and Michigan Avenue, making an impact with a U-Haul truck. We all suffered the loss together. The compassionate homeless at the City Rescue Mission felt the brunt of the trauma. My community, my friends, my heart. You work to the bone. You provide for your families and those who are not your families. Some labor at fast food restaurants with likely little appreciation. Your hustle makes my world go round. I don't deserve anything, yet I receive abundance. Mr. Party handed me a scented flower. Homeless angels treated us to Hawaiian Domino's pizza. People lined up at Reuters Park. All these homeless, just tons and tons of people, and homeless angels provided for them that pizza. I talked to an act acting CEO on the phone about my mental health journey today. I want to share everything you have given me. I can never give back enough. I can offer you smiley tours to experience Lansing through my perspective. See for yourself why we are the best city around. Let's do this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sir, the council rules prohibit such applause and cheering during public comment. So please restrain yourself. Next, we have Cynthia Ward, followed by Jim Ott. Yes. Good evening, Council, Mayor, it's, and Mr. City Clerk. It's very nice to see each of you. 
I'm here um, to uh, make sure everyone knows, I'm sure council is aware, but anyone who's within our listening audience that the COVID Emergency Rental Assistance Program, the uh, portal application will close on June 30th. Um, so I'm still seeing people in court who state that they were not aware of the Sarah Program Fund. So I figure it certainly was worth it for me to make the effort to come down and make sure that anyone who can hear my voice knows that the program is, as uh, the portal program is slated to close on June 30th. I did receive information today that suggested that the program will still be receiving paper applications, which quite frankly doesn't make much sense to me. I did ask for uh, confirming information about that so that that information that I share um, can be um, accurate. I have not received confirming information, but I do know on MISHTA's website, it does say that the um, program is, the, the portal application will close on June 30th. So please, anyone who needs rental assistance, um, find out if you're eligible and make that application immediately. And lastly, I wanted to um, give my thanks to Joe McDonald in the mayor's office because he has been a wonderful partner uh, for I, probably all the judges, but in particular me. Um, and my job as judge is my job to remain neutral and not advocate on behalf of any particular party. And sometimes it's tough because you know someone just needs a little bit of assistance. And so I would just make a referral. I would ask permission of the tenant if I can give their telephone number and name to Joe McDonald. And thankfully they've always said yes. And Joe McDonald has um, been wonderful in following up to make sure that uh, our citizens get the necessary assistance. So I just wanted to publicly thank him and let you know that, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have Jim Ott, followed by Neil Matthews Peniman. Good afternoon. Uh, this is really directed to the mayor. I have been working with the city for 20 years as a seasonal. I got two co-workers up here with me. And uh, we come back to work in June of 2020 from layoff. As we come in to go to work, we had uh, full-timers getting furloughed. We had other people working four days a week and getting the fifth day off, the $600 a week for unemployment. We come back to work and work 40 hours a week all summer, doing your parks, doing your ball fields, taking care of the parks, picking up trash. Myself, I'm a trash driver for the city of Lansing. I drive a trash truck. And we did all this and I come to the Heroes Fund we were eliminated from any monies gave out where all of our co-workers that were off on four days a week and the ones that were furloughed didn't get it, but everybody else got it, 450 of them, but the mayor decided not to give us anything. Now, I've got 20 years, and most of the seasonals that you got working for you, Mr. Mayor, have 20 or more plus years seniority. We come back to work, two of us got COVID, and I think, if I remember right, you come up with public service one day and said hi to us back in, it was July or something. You haven't come over there too much. I've seen you once. But uh, it seems to me that this money was not fairly divided, and it was federal money, and I've heard a lot of rumors, but you can't really go with rumors where some of this money's been going. All I'm saying is you eliminated us, and for no good reason, I know we always say, well, we're just a seasonal. We carry a big load in the city in the summer, and we come back every year for you at $14.45 an hour. East Lansing gets more, so does McDonald's, and they get a free lunch. But we don't, and we work 40 hours a week. So I think we were fairly mistreated on this, and I think you ought to do something that correct it. And you, and see, I got 43 seconds. Uh, so I've asked for a meeting with you, Mr. Mayor, with uh, Don Sparker, president of our union. He hasn't come through yet, but I hope he does. And I think you ought to think pretty hard about what you did to these seasonal employees that's got 20 plus years seniority. I think East Lansing got money, the seasonals did, but we seem to be eliminated. So let's see if we can get things done fairly now. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're still uh, trying to figure next. out why we were excluded. No one uh, can give us an answer why we were excluded. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our next speaker is Neil Matthews Peniman, followed by Kyle Richard. Hi, City Council, Mayor, City Clerk. Um, I'm new to Lansing and just moved here a few months ago and was excited to learn that the uh, urban renewal from 50 years ago was going to be kind of reversed and we we're going to go back to two-way streets. And um, so I've been trying to keep my ear to the ground and hear what, what's been going on with that and just um, I, looking for, for information as far as what the timeline is or, um, you know, what, what steps are going to be taken there. I, I saw some materials on the website from I think a year ago or so that were talking about some of the possibilities as far as bike lanes and some areas, but I haven't seen updated plans on that. And I was just reading something in the Lansing State Journal about an open house that could be occurring in June. I don't, I don't know if I missed it. I'm, you know, I'm new and still figuring out all of the, the ways that information is getting out there. But if anyone has an update on what the timeline is, I'd, I'd be excited to hear that. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And next we have Kyle Richard followed by Larry Hutchinson. Thank you everyone for being here tonight. Um, the last time that I communicated with y'all was via email and the, uh, the crux of my message was uh, to trust Mayor Shore's priorities is to devalue one's own life and the lives of the people of Lansing now and into the future. Uh, I want you to know, standing here today, that I stand by these words. Uh, and speaking on item 29, the ballot proposal, public safety building and equipment bond proposal, you know, I understand that the city jail is very old. I understand that there may be need for new facilities. Uh, the inclusion of equi equipment in this, to me, you know, I heard, actually heard about this on the radio driving over here. Um, it sounded like $150 per taxpayer per year. And $150 is, uh, for many people, a life-changing sum of money. Um, and the idea that we would spend that money uh, allowing the uh, Lansing Police Department to further militarize themselves, um, yeah, it's a no for me. Um, the other reason I came down here to speak today was with regard to hybrid meetings. Uh, it's been an ongoing conversation. There's still people who are, um, you know, looking to participate in that way. And I, I do understand that, um, you know, city council does not um, usually respond to uh, comment. I'm, I'm wondering, Vice President Wood, as, you know, head of this body today, um, if you'd be willing to, there was the $50,000 $50, operations expenditure that was requested by city council. I'm wondering if we can just get confirmation that that money is intended for hybrid meetings. Are you talking about in our current budget? Is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? in the current budget. No, there... it, it, it was not part of that. Okay. Is it included in the budget as it stands? Okay. The, uh, you know, it's, it's sad when people say they're going to do something and then they don't, you know, it, we were told, you know, budget priorities for next year, budget priorities for April, April came and went, so did May. And the fact that, I mean, what, what it says to me is y'all don't care if, you know, working class people and people with disabilities can participate in these meetings. Y'all don't want to hear it, is what that tells me. Um, and that's really sad because, like I said, in one of my first meetings when I came down here, when y'all don't want to hear it, that's when we get into a scary place. Because that's, that, like, y'all hearing it, that's democracy. And it's sad to see that fail today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Larry Hutchinson, followed by Michael Mercer. Honorable Council, uh, Mr. Mayor, 
city attorney's office, city clerk's office. Oh, his honor, Mr. Jackson. I understand you're running for, where's Mr. Jackson? Oh my goodness, I understand he's running for a judge. I'm gonna support that. Everybody, free Brittany. We know that she's just been detained for six more months. Now, let's get down to business. I'm Larry Hutchinson, Green Party nominee for Michigan Secretary of State. I mean, not everybody's gonna celebrate you, not everybody's gonna like it. You don't have to, I did it. The last time I was here, I was a candidate. Now, Mr. Hutchinson is Secretary of State candidate nominee. And let's get back to, let's get down to the business at hand. Here we go. A year ago, uh, June 9th, 2021, Hutchinson, make no mistake about it, this is war. Mr. Hutchinson was banned from a live debate that would, would have increased his chances for being mayor of Lansing, Michigan. And I read this thing every doggone day, and I still can't find out what it exactly is that he said that was so egregious that got him banned from the debate on June 24th. Due to the threatening nature of comments including included in this comment, the Lansing Police Department was notified. It should have been were notified, but here we are. The rag of note, the city post. Please direct your comments to the council. I am. Thank you, Ms. Wood. I see you out sometime and I always address you, Madam Councilwoman. Me and the mayor, we've seen each other twice. I was just down out there with uh, the Attorney General yesterday. And nobody can still tell me what it is that this man said that would justify him being banned from that live debate, which I say again, would have increased his chances of becoming mayor of Lansing. Now, I don't see Ms. Dunbar here. She ran into a, a voter and they let her debate. And the other people, I don't know where they are. Ms. Blitzer is here, she's, you're implicated in here too. I'd wanna get my name cleared if I were you. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction there of our citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And next we have Michael Mercer. Okay, then we are finished. Okay, with that, we are adjourned. Thank you. Louisiana judge has blocked its state's abortion ban that took effect Friday. As Paul Braun of member station WRKF reports, one clinic is set to begin providing abortions again tomorrow. But the state attorney general's office says it plans to file a challenge. Louisiana was one of only three states whose sugar laws took effect immediately after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last week. The Center for Reproductive Rights says the dozens of statutes that were activated in the state Friday were unconstitutionally vague and made it impossible to tell how doctors could legally perform abortions under the law's few exceptions. A New Orleans judge agreed, issuing a temporary restraining order blocking the enforcement of the ban. Kathleen Pittman of the Hope Medical Group for Women said her Shreveport clinic would start performing abortions again on Tuesday. For now, it's a temporary reprieve, but it's a reprieve. For NPR News, I'm Paul Braun in Baton Rouge. An Amtrak passenger train derailed in Missouri this afternoon after hitting a dump truck. Missouri State Highway Patrol says three people died. Some people on board were injured. The Chicago-bound Southwest chief out of Los Angeles collided with the truck at an unrestricted crossing. This is NPR.
One of the most important and influential abstract visual artists in the U.S. has died. Sam Gilliam was 88 years old. He was a great colorist whose work influenced generations of artists. NPR's Anastasia Siulkis has more. Sam Gilliam was born in Mississippi and attended the University of Louisville in Kentucky, but he was most closely associated with Washington, D.C., where he lived and worked for many decades. He was very interested in freeing his paintings from the boundaries of canvases and frames. Instead, in his drape works starting in the 1960s, he took unstretched canvases and hung them from ceilings or pinned them in great waterfalls to walls. They're part painting, part sculpture, and are never installed in exhibition the same way twice. Gilliam's work is part of some of the world's most celebrated museums, from the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Museum of Modern Art in New York to the Tate Modern in London. Anastasia Silicus, NPR News, New York. Leonardo Del Vecchio was born into poverty 87 years ago and spent part of his childhood in an Italian orphanage. He built a life in the Italian and global fashion industry, rising ultimately to preside over the eyewear empire that includes brands like Ray-Ban and Oakley. Fashion group Essilor Luxottica, which Del Vecchio previously led, today announced his passing. Italian media reports Del Vecchio died in a hospital in Milan. Wall Street, the S&P 500, lost 11 points. This is NPR News. I'm Luis Schiavone in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Rock Auto, an online auto parts store shipping parts directly to customers worldwide. Everything from complex sensors to new carpet. More at rockauto.com. And the listeners who support this NPR station. This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. Our guest, Joel Kim Booster, wrote the new gay rom-com Fire Island and stars in it with Bowen Yang. It's about a group of gay friends vacationing on Fire Island. 